Welcome to Becoming a Wise Agent. This podcast is dedicated to revealing the latest trends, strategies, and best practices to implement in your real estate CRM. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Good afternoon, depending on where you're at um, in kind of the country or in the world, I guess. Um, welcome. My name is Eleni Summershield. I'm the Chief Operating Officer here at Wise Agent, and I have my dear, dear, dear friend, um, Nikki Beauchamp with us. Um, we are going to be talking about keeping your real estate business organized with your CRM. Nikki, thank you, my my friend, for being on here today with us. I know. I'm so excited. We always have such interesting conversations, almost <laughs> no matter what we're doing. Yeah. So this will be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited too. And I, um, so this morning, I mean, Nikki and I are really good friends. And this morning I woke up to a like an awesome text from her um, and um, that she was, um, it was announced today from Risk Media that she is a trailblazer in the industry and super proud of her. I'm so excited for you, Nikki. Congratulations That's on that. Such a fun uh, thing to find out this morning. And I immediately shared with like, you know, my closest friends. I was like, oh my God, what happened? Yes. How did that happen? I know. I loved it. I was like, Nikki, it's so awesome. Um, so I was so, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for oh, you. I, I'm so, I'm so honored to, to, to make the list and, uh, yeah. but, you know, I'm more concerned about lists of like people that I work with than <laughs> I know. I know. And speaking of lists of people, I'm like, okay, so everyone that's joining in and I see Andrea from Chicago. Hey, Andrea um, is on and some other people, a lot of other people. If you guys want to post in the chat, um, what city and state um, you're coming from, what brokerage you're with and how long you've been um, in the industry. I love seeing that. I love seeing where everyone's at. And, um, and I love, you know, my business travel is going to start actually this weekend. So I'm going to Atlanta um, I'll be in That's Atlanta all next week. Yeah. I'm loving seeing all of this. I mean, yes, me too. Like... I love that. So we've got Lubbock, Texas. I've been there before Lubbock. Yay. Um, some people from Illinois and California all over the place. So I love seeing um, where everyone is coming in from. And we're going to be talking today about, you know, Nikki's a pretty busy broker in um, an agent in New York City in Manhattan. And, you know, keeping yourself organized, keeping yourself like just all on the same track. I mean, when you get to be really busy, Nikki, it, that can be a lot. It can be really intense on all the things that you're juggling, everything that you have to do and making sure that you don't lose track of things. Cause not just like on the transaction part of it, but also just like the people in the relationships, like you were saying, like you have to keep, keep up with people. No, for sure. And, you know, I joke that I am a little OCD when it comes to just sort of making lists and keeping track of people. And, you know, to me, nothing is more important than the relationships that I have um, with my clients, with my colleagues. That really is the lifeblood of our, our business. Yeah. 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 I mean, and you can't, you know, one of the things I was reading an article, I think it was this weekend or earlier in the week, and it was like, oh, you know, um, interest rates are coming down. So there's going to be a little bit more of a frenzy. Maybe people are going to, you know, transactions aren't going to be as stalled as they were maybe the, like in the last month or two. And I was like, gosh, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't let what's happening in the economy or the interest rates dictate how much like you are doing in with your clients. Right. I mean, 
you should still be keeping up with them no matter what is happening. Absolutely be keeping up with them no matter what is happening. And, you know, we can, for, we can forget. It's very easy when you are in the day-to-day and we get lost in this avalanche of information that comes at us all the time. And we have the context as agents and as brokers to translate that to what it means for our clients. So the best thing that we can do is figure out our messaging and then communicate that to their various clients. And, you know, I was thinking this morning before all of this stuff, I'm like, you know what? I need to tweak my client facing um, newsletters. What do I need to include in them? Mm -hmm. And what I sat down to start to look at is I know mostly intuitively where my businesses come from. But when I go into my CRM, I can actually look and see this buyer referral came from this agent in this market, mm-hmm. or this buyer came from a search, but they're originally from XYZ. And mm-hmm. when I look at my CRM, I can very clearly track where people are coming from. And based on that, I can tweak my messaging accordingly. So if I've got people, let's see who last year were coming from the Pacific Northwest, they were coming from San Francisco, they were coming from overseas, I know that maybe those in those markets, my agent-facing newsletters have to target more people in those markets, both my existing referral partners, mm-hmm. but also you always, should always be open to new relationships and new referral partners. Yeah. And on the flip side, because, you know, during, during the pandemic, and I mean, I'm in New York, so I'm sure everybody saw all the news that everybody was leaving, everybody was leaving. There are, there's lots of layers to that. So I won't go into that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But if a lot of my clients were thinking about Florida, Texas, you know, Chicago, California, I need to then tweak my communications to remind them that when they're thinking about that, their first phone call should still be to me. I don't want them going on Google to say, I need to find a great broker in Chicago. So one of my projects right now, the way I'm envisioning my next version of a newsletter is to highlight some of my referral partners in other markets, highlight either a quote about the market or a property that they have, because this is like a cumulative effect where I don't always know which touch point it is that made someone call or email me. It could be the accumulation of the last two years of newsletters Yeah, as an example. I love that. And I love, well, and I love that you have this, you know, I know you have a pretty massive referral network across the whole globe. I mean, you are international and um, you know, a lot of other agents across the world. And I think that's, you know, having that resource in your monthly newsletter where you can send it out. And I had a great idea for you. I want to share my screen because um, I want to show our, you know, one of our newest features that's kind of in a preview mode right now in our emails um, because this, I think, can help everyone with, um, so I'm going to go into our email contact. So 
we we're, we've got it in this preview mode for sending emails where now you will be able to send out, you know, you can draft your, your newsletter like you typically do. You could use our newsletter, right? And then when, once you select your newsletter to come in here, um, you can add things like a call to action button and whatnot. But then here's a really cool thing, because what Nikki, you were saying is saying, oh, if you need somebody in Chicago, please reach out to me. And here's something else about Chicago. And if you want to include, like, contact me regarding Chicago, you can see um, what kind of, and I'm like, these are all, you know, this demo account is always fun. There's, um, I could see reporting. So now I can see statistics on what buttons were clicked. And, um, you know, so if there's, if there is a, you know, watch this video or, you know, contact me or contact, you know, my friends in Chicago and you have a link or whatever it is, you can see who's, you know, how many people are clicking on that. And this is, this is great because it's, it's so hard to put together these mailings and even just like a basic email and really know what's capturing someone's attention. So if, if it's a video of me talking and you, you know, I don't love doing video. So if it's that, or if it's like a, the property feature that helps us to then tweak what we're doing. And I think that, you know, I get, I definitely get stuck in the mode and the rut of thinking that I get bored with things, but I might get bored, but the consumer it's, they're not bored. They're only seeing yeah. this. There's, it's that repetitive format yeah. and the constant communication that's really reinforcing that we are top of mind. But I love that now we'll be able to see what's capturing the attention of different people, because then you can even break down. I mean, so this is, I'm just like going yeah, off go for it. what's coming into my head. So as an example, if I see that of a group of people, they're always focusing on the properties in other markets, right? right? Maybe that's a point where I create a separate communication that highlights, you know, other markets, because then, you know, it, I think it, it gives you the business intelligence. And I think that that's where your CRM is like the brain of your business, right? I love that. It's yeah. the brain of your business. And we essentially trade on business intelligence. And the problem most often is that we're not organized enough to see the patterns. Absolutely. I mean, that, and that's the biggest chaos. Thing. Yeah. But it's really not that chaotic when you look at the patterns. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. I mean, you have to have, I love what you said, that there has to be some business intelligence. So when you have these, you know, this newsletter going out, this email that goes out and you're sending it because obviously you have to be thoughtful of who you're sending it to. Right. And so you put a lot of thought into that, but then the after effects of it. So like I sent it out to what I think is the appropriate audience with the appropriate message, but there's no, like you need to have verify that and verifying it with the number of, you know, clicks on that email and whatever links they're clicking on, how many opens you have. Because if you're sending something that you think is appropriate to a group of people and you're like, oh, out of the hundred people, I only got 10 people to open it. So then I would, that tells me, 
probably your subject line wasn't strong enough. Um, there was something in there that just didn't like resonate with them. So, and, and maybe it wasn't the right topic or maybe it wasn't the right, or maybe it was the wrong time. You're like, hmm, they typically open it, but I also typically send this on Monday at 9am instead of like right. Friday at 6pm or whatever the case is. You have to factor all of those things in. But I love the idea because how often do you see the same this, like you see the same one person who keeps opening and you're, and, you know, on the one hand, you're like, I just want to ask this person why, like, yeah. what is it? But this little, this little extra layer, because now I can make the communication. Hey, Jane, you know what? I noticed that you open this a couple of times and you seem to like, what is, is, is leaving New York, like really a thing because you keep zoning in and, yeah. and going back to the part of the newsletter that's about other parts of of the world and i think that you know there's such an opportunity right now to build and lean further into your referral networks and you know um what, oh, I, the question I, is that what topics are being um Exactly. What topics are being opened? Oh, so yeah. let's say hypothetically, you know, there's a there's a video. And again, I don't love doing video. That's one mm -hmm. of my personal um, weaknesses by far. Um, but let's say there's a video and I have sort of like hot topics in New York City real estate, which sometimes includes a little celebrity real estate because people like reading that stuff, even though, mm -hmm. by the way, the vast majority of our market is everyday transactions. Right. Then you have some market stats. And then maybe I'm featuring a specific, you know, success story. But then again, because the way that our lives have changed now, people may not need to live where they are full time. They might have the possibility of having a second or a third residence. They may have the possibility to relocate to a different part of the country or the world because they don't need to work from, let's say hypothetically New York City. So again, I want to be the center of their real estate universe right. so that they call me and then I can help match them with a great advisor and generate referral income. But, and it could be anything, I mean, for, you know, for anyone out there. So if you're an agent and like I'm here in um, Fountain Hills, Arizona. So if, if I create a newsletter and I, you know, use our monthly newsletter that we create for us, for our members, and then I've just put in there a little call to action, like, Hey, to get a, um, to get a home valuation, a custom home valuation on your property. Right. And I insert a link to their, our home valuation landing page. Then what I can see is out of the people that I've sent this email to, how many people are, you know, clicking on that link? So let me, let me, I mean, which is ideal. You want to see ideal, that. But I mean, you could even do this. It doesn't have to be like your agent to agent referral partners. Right. It could be Anything. your mortgage provider. You know, if you're interested in finding out about the current rates, you know, you know, click here to, you know, <clears throat> find John Doe at ABC Mortgage. It could be, you could highlight a local business 
that, you know, your business of the month, there's so many things that I think you can do. And now we can see what's capturing people's attention. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, wait a second. Am I not sharing my screen? Are you able to see my Chrome? Am I, I can see your newsletter? Chrome. Yeah. I you see can... some comments on Zoom that say they can't see okay. anything. Yeah. Oh, no, I seeing, think, okay. No, no, she can see. They can okay, see. Okay, she can see. Okay, good. I was like, wait a second. They can see. Okay. And I'm also a little blind, so I had to get really close. <laughs> I know. That's what we were talking about before the webinar started. We both had to have our glasses on. I mean, I need today. my glasses. I need my, my <laughs> iPad so I can like zoom in to um, yeah. notes. Right. So this is what I was talking about. I mean, because the, the monthly newsletter is an important aspect of, you know, what you're doing because we're talking about, you know, organization, but it's also like being organized where you're, um, you're marking people. Like these are the people that need to be getting like my monthly newsletter that includes this in it versus monthly newsletters that are just kind of like, I'm not really sure where these people belong, but they definitely need to be getting some kind of communication from me. And you can just send them the newsletter and, and then figure out from there where they go. You could ask people, yeah, ask your people what they want to hear from. How often do they want to hear from you and what do they want? I have clients who only want to hear from me four times a year, four times they want a quarterly market report. I have clients who like the monthly newsletters. They like knowing about, you know, whatever my favorite restaurant of the month is. Yeah. And I have clients who only want once a year, they want sort of like an updated, um, market evaluation but ask your clients what they want and that will help you to really break down your database in a very very hyper targeted way because the last thing you want is everybody getting everything and then getting upset at what they get they unsubscribe they don't open you want to have like the best deliverability and the best open rate that you can. I love that. I love that, Nikki. And I know you use our landing pages to do that. I'm like kind of jumping. Oh my all God, over the place, I love the I landing want... pages. So <laughs> yeah. I, I participated in a street fair in my neighborhood a few years ago. Yeah. And I had this idea that I wanted to raffle off a gift certificate to a local um, business that I love. It's basically one of the local businesses is probably the reason that I continue to eat during the pandemic. Um, and I think I mentioned it to you and yeah. you were like, you can build a landing page to capture the information of people as they come to your sort of, you know, stand. Yeah. Uh, booth, whatever. whatever. Yeah. At, the, at the booth, at the table. And it was great because then I, we created the landing page. And again, I'm pretty techie, but the support team at Wise Agent, like I called and they helped me to customize the photo and the colors until we got it just right. I used it at the, at the street fair. I collected, I don't remember how many names. I think there was probably about like 20 some odd people at the end of the day. And I raffled off this gift card to someone from the thing. But so anyway, we created a landing page and then we used a QR code. Who knew that we would get to a point in real estate where we actually use QR codes? 
I've always loved QR codes, even when they were not cool. I was, I was a QR person from way before COVID. I but it's so much easier. Part of the it problem does. is that QR codes came to us at a point where it took like 16 steps to use it from your phone. Now that it's so easy and it's become part of the routine. So I used a QR code, got people to sign. It was great. And what I've done over the last couple of months is I duplicated that landing page to make a version for when I sit floor duty in my office. And it's something I put in the window and it's, you know, it's basically says, you know, you know, come in, talk to me, blah, 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 blah. But then the QR code goes to the landing page so that I can capture information. Yes. So people uh, are asking if I can show an example. They want to see an example. So um, I'm happy to show that. So our landing pages, um, just from the marketing drop down, you click on landing pages and we have all these different templates in here. And like Nikki said, she contacted our support team and they went through and they did a whole, you know, figured out every image, the size, the colors, everything can be customized. And you can do things like you were talking, Nikki, about you know, um, how people want to opt into your newsletter and how often, so you can even make this, um, and you could edit this to say, do you want to get a monthly newsletter, a quarterly newsletter, annual newsletter? What do you want to see? Um, you can do all sorts of things, but, um, basically a landing page is for you to have a single page, right. That doesn't take distract from going, you know, go to my blog, go to my listings, go here, go there. It's just a single page, with the whole purpose of it is for you to capture their contact information in exchange for um, you giving them some value, right? Because you're like, hey, come in and I'll, you know, walk you through um, the listings of New York City or whatever it is, or you can have it for an open house, right? So you can say, here's an open, uh, I don't I didn't want that one. I wanted this one. So I can have like an open house sign in form, right? So I can have all of their contact information. And then the beauty of this um, is that you can use this with our lead rules to then get yourself, get notifications on who's filling out that form. So if it is like Nikki's using it, you know, in the, and there's a QR code on the outside of the office and they fill out the form, well, then Nikki can just say, Hey, anytime someone fills out this form, I want to get a notification. I want a text notification. And so there, you know, Bob is outside of the office filling out this form. And when he walks through the door, Nikki's like, Hey, Bob, how are you? She knows that next person that's walking in most likely is going to be, you know, the person that just filled out that form and can greet them and just be more personal with their greeting. And now they get automatically added into the CRM. They get, you know, sourced with that landing page of floor time or whatever it is, or open house. They get categorized with whatever it is that you want them to be categorized. So if you're like, I want to make sure I send in my newsletter or, you know, they're definitely a seller or a buyer or whatever it is, I can add them to a drip campaign, right? So immediately, so I can say immediately, this is, you know, somebody where I want to add them to some kind of uh, a drip campaign. And then I could even respond to so them. I think that one of the, email one of the or text. things yeah. about the the um the the landing page that I used yeah is I remember the first one I created I was in my neighborhood like I think I was I was maybe three blocks away from my house 
mm-hmm. which was about like two and a half blocks from, I was equidistant between like my gym and Soul Cycle. That's where I was placed. Yeah. So I wanted to get to know my neighbors and people in the neighborhood. So one of the things that I asked them is I asked them, what's your favorite place in the neighborhood? And one thing that I did, which I don't think I told you, is some people, a lot of people mentioned like a couple of different coffee shops. I bought like five and $10 gift cards mm-hmm. and sent it to people. Yeah, just to, to have that that touch and to have, there's there's value, right? You're exchanging their contact information. You're saying, I'm going to give away, I'm going to have a giveaway or whatever it is. People are compelled more likely to give their contact information if they're going to receive something, right? They just are. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's a gift card or some free download or some whatever, you can do all of that. I mean, the gift card part, unless it's an e-gift card or something else, you can- Unless it's an e-gift card, but I think, you know, yeah. it's how can I find ways to continue to communicate and touch clients that are unique, but that also deliver value. And it's also putting those in detailed updates into your CRM so that, you know, I have a really bad memory at this point. I used to be able to recall phone numbers back in the day, but now the first thing I do before I'm making a phone call is I will search and I will look and see, okay, like here's a good example. Last night, I got an email from someone who said, hey, you know, we really need to get in touch, get together. We haven't gotten together in person for, you know, a couple of months, blah, 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 blah. I think that this is the last time that we saw each other. And when I was in my CRM sort of taking care and sort of checking off, getting this email off my desk, it reminded me, because I had tagged that the last time we saw each other was for coffee, you know, two months ago. Whereas they thought we hadn't seen each other since June. There's a huge difference between June and December. Right. So I wrote back a quick note. I'm like, yeah, it's great. The last, the last time we, we saw each other was for coffee. And I happened to notice they liked something very specific that was on the menu. Because again, I, I tend to observe and then I just take the notes and I put everything into their contact. So it makes me look like I am much more observant and on top of things than I actually am. Absolutely. I mean, and that, and that you're paying attention to details. So if you remember their favorite coffee or their favorite whatever, when you're helping them in the buying or selling process, they're going to be like, well, she pays attention to details because if she could remember my coffee order, she could remember all this other stuff that, you know, is going on. Yeah, with I, tag, we're doing. I tag some of my favorite tags, buyers, sellers. If someone was a tenant, when I represent the landlord, and often when I represent a buyer on a purchase, they may eventually rent that property out. So now they've ta- they're tagged as the buyer. I tag addresses because I need to remember where what it was. Landlord, tenant, buy address. And that address tag is really key for me because that's how I also tag other people involved in the transaction. So I tag my mortgage, the mortgage person involved. 
I tag the other the the other agent involved. I tag the attorneys involved. So that way, every time I'm going to that contact, I can see how we've been connected, how often we've transacted, yeah. and that that. Um, so, Cindy, a tag is like a label. Think of it as you are labeling your database. I like to be pretty granular because I like to see patterns that I perhaps didn't realize before. Yeah. So and, I, that's and why called, I label it in lots of different ways. Yeah. They're called, they're tags. They're called categories, groups. I mean, there's all whatever name you want to call it labels. So in wise agent, they're called categories for the context. So yeah. So in, in wise agent, it is categories, but we call them tag. I mean, I call them tags. Sometimes I call them groups. It just depends. I mean, but that's technically it's. Yeah. And so I think, I think of buyers, I think of sellers. Um, I think of if you have other organizations that you volunteer with, that should be, um, you know, a category. If you have a previous career, you know, the more that you can, can create, and it might seem like it's overload, but when you go in and I, at the end of almost every year, I sit and I look back at what happened in the previous year and what happened the year before that. So if I see that I am doing a lot of business with agents referring me business from, let's say, Southern California, the Pacific Northwest and Florida, but then I also see that I'm doing a lot of business with people that I have a relationship with because we all went to the same school. Yeah. And sometimes things feel like chaos, but it feels like chaos because we haven't, we literally haven't put, put, the, put it down. Yeah. And for people, I feel like for people who are starting in the business today, there's no reason to not have a CRM. That's probably the easiest thing that you can do for people like me who've been doing this for way too long. It was harder to some degree to get started. Well, I think my first CRM may have been ACT when I started in real estate and it was obviously non-real estate specific, but I always saw the value of understanding who my relationships are, how I can get in touch with them is really key. And it's so much more important now than it's ever been. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things is you were talking about when you, you know, when you're calling people because it's not in this industry. Yes. Email is key. I mean, you should be sending out emails, like a lot of emails, um, depending on how many people you have in your database. Um, you should be sending out emails throughout the day, throughout the weeks, right. Um, in your, in your business, but then also the text messages, and phone calls are really important. Text messages, I mean, you can even do the bulk text messages of just like a check-in, kind of like, hey, you know, just Nikki, haven't heard from you for um, for a little while. Here's what I've been up to. And you can give them a little update on what's happening with you. You know, the um, if you want to catch up with me, I'm happy to schedule some time with you and get grab a coffee. And you can send that to 20 people. It's not going to be in one of those, um, you know, group texts, right, where people are going to see everybody responding. But it's kind of nice because then you can be reaching out via text, it seems a little bit more personalized because, and it's a lot faster because then somebody can say, I'd love to grab coffee with you. How does next Tuesday at 10 a.m. work? You know, and then 
get that on your calendar, get that going, but then also the phone calls, right? I mean, phone calls are so important, like picking up the phone and calling people. That's something that, you know, after you take your notes and do everything, or even after an in-person meeting of like coming back and putting in the notes and then scheduling like, oh, when do I want to talk to them again? When do I, when should I call them back? When should I schedule that next follow-up? That's a really important thing to not forget because that can, that's like where you make or break that relationship. You don't want to forget about them. Is. And I mean, so like as an example, I have been contemplating lately the idea of having someone who works with me and which I haven't had in a very long time. And one of the things that I like is that that is already part of how Wise Agent is set up, where I could have a virtual assistant who's like one of my sub people on my team. team. I could have like an actual person. So it's figuring out what works for you, I think takes a little bit of thought. You have to think about how your business is structured and then how your database is structured. Or in some cases, we have like an Excel spreadsheet and you're like, now what? And even the import of data in Again, I'm pretty techie. Like I called and I'm like, I need help moving my database from a previous CRM into this one. And you guys told me, this is, this is what we need. This is the format. And I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll do it for you. And that's kind of the beauty of it is sometimes is we, our support sometimes does act kind of like a, a virtual assistant in that way in regards to like getting some of your contacts in, especially when you're started, there's a lot that you need to make sure that you're going, you know, in doing, like you want to make sure I was just talking to um, a really busy agent here um, in the Valley last week. And, you know, he's, he's current, well, now he's working um, using a CRM, right? But um, before our conversation, he wasn't really using a CRM at all. And it was like getting all of those spreadsheets into one thing. And he had a little bit of a hot mess. And it was, you know, I'm like, okay, our support staff will help you through it. Um, because in, it is important to get that organized and get that in from day one, from the beginning to get that in and get it in right in the right kind of categories and the right tags. So then you're not doing a lot of manual entry and a lot of manual work after it's done. Manipulating some of those spreadsheets before the import is kind of important. So our team can help you through that and, and even do that, you know, do some of that part for you or help you through it which is really important. You don't want to, um, I always tell people like anytime any technology is offering you free support, like leverage it. It's just That's important. That's literally the best way to get started. Like yeah. you're, if I were telling someone, okay, you're starting with, you know, wise agent or, you know, choosing somebody else that's, you know, it happens. Figure out at the beginning how you're going to get everything in. use the support because often I feel what happens is that we get so stuck in the minutiae and we don't use the support and then we're frustrated that we're not using the program 
you know, take, take a little bit of time at the beginning and leverage the support and the ideas that are available to you. Like, and these are real people when, yeah. when you them, like, they're real people, they actually will talk to you and walk you through things. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, you know, when you register for the webinar, there's a question that we always ask, like, what questions do you want us to answer for you? And one of the, somebody said, you know, I have, I've been, you know, I have wise agent, I just haven't done anything with it. I want to start incorporating the, the newsletter and start communicating to people. And I think that's the important part that we're saying here is that organization of your contacts, like at the beginning is always nice, but at any point, really, at any point that you get started with it is, get your contacts in, know where, like who, who these people are using the categories, right? And grouping people together. So then you could send out that newsletter, send out the communication that's appropriate for them. And you can, and you can set up the reminders. So maybe you want to touch people every three days, every five days, every seven days. You know, once you set that up in the system, it's going to tell you, it's going to tell you, hey, you know, people one, two, three, four, and five, you know, Jane, John, Jim. Okay. I've run out of J names. I tried. I only got, <laughs> I only got three in. You haven't talked to them in seven days, but they're in the bucket that you're supposed to talk to them every three days. Like the, your CRM can really be the brain of your business. And if you set it up, you will wake up and I'll say, oh, okay. You know, like I got up this morning and you know, my, my daily wise agent email told me exactly what I had on my calendar. It told me like it's, the system is there for you to use. And if you actually use the CRM, it's incredible. And yeah. I think that's, that's what it is. We get stuck in it almost doesn't matter what you use. It doesn't matter if it's a Google sheet on your iPad or on your phone, whatever it is, just use it. Yeah. That will make all the difference in the world. And I think when we have these sort of weird shifting markets, it's that much more important that you have that level of insight into who your clients are and who's in your database. Because the ebbs and flows of the of the economy or of, of the market um, shouldn't really affect your business. You should still be able to find who, you know, your clients and continue working with them, right? Because in real estate, it's not like you meet a client and then tomorrow there's a transaction. It doesn't work that way. Like hypothetically, you are looking in your database and as you know, let's say you have everything organized let's be a little pollyanna right so you've got everything organized and you see that perhaps you you look that on average but what is it the nar stat is people move every like seven to ten years yeah something like that. i forget i'm a little think, fuzzy yeah seven to ten let's say seven to ten you look at your CRM, you are you you look at your CRM. You've got you have imported all of your contacts. You have organized it by buyers, sellers, you know, 
transact transaction, the date of their transaction, whatever the case may be. And you look and you go, huh, this is interesting. In my specific business, after I've organized this, the database, I can see that my clients on average move every four years. That's a very important stat. Yeah. Yeah. So about your specific business, because now when you, let's say you sold something today and statistically based on your specific business, perhaps that client is much more likely to be thinking about selling about four or five years in. So you can frame your conversation. You can frame your messages and you can say, okay, so once someone has closed, I've moved them into bucket that's closed sellers. And I want that closed sellers group to get a yearly update on their, on the market. And knowing that probably somewhere between year three and five, they maybe start wondering about maybe they want to sell, maybe they want to upgrade, maybe they want to downgrade. All of this information is literally in our businesses, but we do not do a good job of organizing our database so that we can literally see the patterns. The mm -hmm. other thing you should also be tracking, and this is a little bit perhaps too granular, see how far back, so who your transactions track to. So maybe there are three or four or five clients that are, you know, selling that are responsible for a multiple chains of referrals. If you organize your CRM, yes, Donna, there are a lot of things that you need to know. Take it in stages. And once you figure out that first stage, then you help your your team member to then get onto that stage. This is all this is all a progress. None of this happens overnight and none of it stays the way it is forever because it's dynamic and it changes. Like every, I am always thinking of ways that I can make it easier for me to understand my business and what's in my business. And I'm also thinking of ways, as I said, I'm thinking of I think I need to bring someone on again. I had partners, you know, 10,000 years ago. I need to be able to set up the processes, understand what it took to get there, and then communicate this to the person who's going to be working with me. And Nikki, and so I, I, I love Yeah, I love what you said about, um, you know, we have the data, you know, as agents, you guys have the data of like, when they last bought or sold or whatever it was and what was that property and the the price of it all you you have all that data it's a matter of putting it in your CRM so like specifically for Nikki right if she knows that her clients typically move every 4 years 
Well, there should be something where around that three, three and a half year mark, where it's kind of like, hey, so I'd love, that's when you start kind of changing the communication of like, hey, from the congratulations you just bought to like, all right, how are things going to, all right, so you want to talk about what's happening in the market and being a little bit more kind of foreseeing what their, you know, what their next step is going to be. Like, let's, let's have that conversation, you know, and talk about what's happening in the market that you're interested in. And even, you know, there are stats about the conditions of homes and how things need to be optimally positioned. So maybe in year three or four or five, whatever it is, you start talking about the things that really add value. And you should always be talking about things that add value to somebody's property. And then you're like, here are things that add value to your property when you're thinking of selling. You know, here are the things that today's buyers are looking for. We literally have all the information that we need to tell us about our specific businesses. And we, we need to um, not, I, I just, just, I see Donna saying, you know, you've got your clients moved over and you put them into connect cat- correct categories. Now what? Like one key thing that I think about is I think about how often do I want to be in contact with people? And conversely, how often do they want to hear from me? This is when I go back to ask your clients. And this is a perfect opportunity as you're organizing and you want to, you know, once a year, I also send out an email asking to like update, you know, how I'm, I'm reorganizing. I want to make sure that I have the right phone number and the right email and the right yeah. mailing address. I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to you, you know, in the number of times that you want about the right information. Use that opportunity to find out more information, make sure you have everything updated. And then based on that, you can categorize, if you, if you have people who are like, I want to hear from you four times a year, to have a category or a tag that's like quarterly and, you know, have it set so that the first week of every quarter, you get a reminder that you need to send something out to these quarterly people. Yeah. Or you can just set up a drip campaign that goes out every, you know, you can have it specific, a drip campaign. And then, you know, I, the way I would set that up, Nikki, as a drip, because sometimes I get so busy, like we get so busy where it's like, I know that this quarterly thing needs to go out, but shoot, I just didn't, you know, like I, I have all the content. I just didn't press the send button or whatever it is. So you can do the drip campaign where you set it all up. And so if you know that you have clients that just moved, Donna, then you can, what would be valuable to them? Like it would be valuable. Like, did they just move from a different area? So then, you know, if you're in a location where like Nikki, where, or even in Arizona, where I live, where a lot of people are coming in from out of state that maybe, you know, I want to be able to make sure that these people are going to be, they, they closed on a property and they're new to whatever this area. So I'm going to send them stuff where like once a month, like here's, I have, you know, if you need a landscaper, you need a plumber, electrician, I have those people, please let me know and I'll help you find it. Or, and then another one could be, these are the great restaurants or cafes or whatever it is, right, Nikki? I mean, that, I know you do that. Reminders about house maintenance, because many of you in the rest of the country, you guys sell houses. So people need to be reminded you know, check your septic tanks, you know, check the plumbing when it gets cold, you know, what do you need to do to be prepared for the winter? Like these are opportunities that are, can be touch points 
Um, and I think that that's, that's also another opportunity there. For sure. And I, I mean, think, I... Uh, you know, drip campaign versus, versus newsletters. You know, I personally have most of my clients are in my newsletter ecosystem. There are some people who are more in that, I'm nurturing them towards their next transaction. Then that shifts to a series of drip emails that sort of advocate for, you know, maybe now's the time to, you know, buy bigger, buy smaller. Are you thinking of downsizing? Are you thinking of upsizing? You know, and I would start, Tiffany, I would start with a newsletter. I would not start with a drip campaign. I would start with a newsletter. I would start with a newsletter. A newsletter that has a link to a landing page that can show that, that will ask them like how often, like the whole newsletter communication kind of, you can make that. um, And we don't, we don't have it specifically, but you can totally make it um, our newsletter opt-in. you know, landing page, you can add some fields in there to say, how often do you want me to communicate with you? And then based on their feedback, because that will come into Wise Agent when they fill that out, then you can put them in the monthly, quarterly, whatever annually thing. So I would start there. And um, was that Donna that was saying that? Or was that um, Tiffany? Tiffany. Yeah. yeah, And and I think, I think the newsletter would be a great start, you know, and anyone that's like, gosh, I don't know okay, I want to start the newsletter and I don't know how to actually do that because this part, you know, our our webinar today, our podcast today is not about the training portion of it. That's what our team does here. My my team does a fabulous job of training. They don't talk as fast as I do. So they will help you through. (laughs) Nikki knows I talk fast. Um, They will help you through every process. But I also see like Donna's comment, you know, like see everybody's, the journey that everybody is on with their CRM mm-hmm. is different. There are, if you're starting, you know, 1000% from scratch, you are, you know, everybody, whatever you're organizing and bringing in and your, your, your database, that's very, very important. Yeah. You know, for some people, they don't have a newsletter and a monthly stats email that they send out. So for you, Donna, it makes great sense that you're going to figure out the best trip campaigns to be sending. But literally take it one step at a time. There's nothing worse than trying to take on everything at once because you're just going to shut down. You're going to be so yes. paralyzed by overwhelm that you're not going to do anything. And you know, six months or a year will go by and you will say, oh my God, look, perfectionism Perfectionism is absolutely horrendous. I 1000%, um, you know, if I could raise my, my legs in this little soundproof booth, I would. That is, that is, a, that is a problem. It, you want to be as spot on as possible, but also think about it this way. This is going to change and evolve over time. So you wanna do the best that you can that lines up with who you are and how you run your business, get that out and then then move on to the next thing based on the feedback that you get. And And I I love it. I love it, Donna. I mean, organizing, my biggest struggle, frankly, is people change information. They change information. And with, with the pandemic, honestly, there were a lot of people that the primary way that I communicated with them 
was their work emails. They, a lot of people, they've left companies, they've started companies, they had phones that were company phones, not personal phones. So I had to do a lot of database cleanup, frankly, over the last the last year. And never even mind when you get to the mailings and you get like the you know, the sendbacks. I'm like, okay, I need to I need to update this. It is so iterative. It's never going to be perfect. You're mm-hmm. always going to be ongoing, but you've got to take it one step at a time. And mm-hmm. sometimes you need a break. Take a break. Go for a walk. You well, know, just and, and and I'll say this too, Nikki. Like for Chris out there that struggles with perfectionism, I mean, give yourself some grace. I mean, it's not you're not going to be perfect a hundred percent of the time, and it's okay. Like, forgive yourself. And nobody give yourself is. Some grace. And yeah, nobody is. If everybody yeah. were perfect we would literally have nothing to do. We'd have <laughs> nothing to do and life would be really, really boring. Yeah. It'd be really, really boring. Mm-hmm. So, and I struggle, this is like a lifelong struggle for me where I wanna, I wanna do the absolute best I possibly can. And I often cripple myself with the analysis of trying and trying and trying. And sometimes like, you know what? That's it, I, I did it. Is it the it's it is it the best thing I've ever written? Probably not. But it's better to get it out than 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 to not. It's it's so I am always in my head. I'm in my head more often than not, and I'm a Gemini, so I just like double that. Um, and it's a it's a struggle. And the other thing that I think might be helpful to some people is we often think of ourselves as competing with literally everyone. And the truth of the matter is that you're probably competing with a very small subset of your market. Think about what makes you different from that subset. Don't think, don't think about yourself in, 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 in the context of everybody, the thousands of people Think about yourself as, I mean, I'm in New York, so, and I think honestly, at this point, everybody probably knows easily six other agents besides you. So really, you're competing with those five other agents amongst your sphere. You're not competing with the thousands of people in your market. You're competing with those other people. And I'm trying to really focus on the things that I can control the things that I can do one thing at a time and I can, you know, cross it off my list and say, okay, I got that newsletter out today. Okay. I added the five people that I met, you know, this week in the coffee and everything else into my database, because otherwise I get so overwhelmed that I literally cannot function. So Donna, I feel you because I am 1000% that person and I will sit in the dark with my dog and do nothing. And my dog is very <laughs> yeah. cute. So I'm never not doing nothing. We love, we but, love you know, I will just sit there in the dark and I'm just completely, I cannot. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I think it's helpful for me to say that because I tell people I get overwhelmed and I, I try, I try to do everything at once. And I then sit down. I love making lists. And I love pen and paper, but that's a whole different conversation. So I will make a list. And I will make a list of all the things I need to do, whether it's CRM or the marketing. And then I look at that list and I think, what are, what's on this list 
that I can easily accomplish. And the reason I go for that first is the way my brain works. I'm happy when I feel like I've accomplished something and it makes me more motivated to work on the things that are more of a struggle. Because if I start with the things that I'm already struggling with, I'm gonna get even more overwhelmed and I'm gonna sit in the dark with my dog for forever. So I break things down. And even when I have like projects that I'm working on, I try to break, break each project into small things that I can accomplish. Because even if I can accomplish just one thing, it's, so someone says, start over, Peggy, call, it's call easier to... support, yeah. call support. And I, I, I am confident in saying that they can help you, you know, make less mess and more clarity. Why would you want to, if you've got your stuff already here, you don't have to start over. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think Nikki, what you were saying is like, um, you know, maybe this will give you some hope, Peggy, is that figure out that first step, like, what is it? I mean, and typically the first step is just organizing your contact. So I don't know whatever your, your mess is and bouncing it off of somebody that can truly help you, like our support staff, Peggy, I think is like your first step is like literally, and, and maybe we can, um, Sarah, if you can post our phone number to just say like, hey, call, like literally just call them. Don't even email, just call in and say, I, I need to like talk to somebody about what I have going on. And then let our support staff help you, help guide you. They'll probably ask you a few questions to get to really what you need. And then, um, thank you, Sarah, for writing it down. Um, and then that will help you kind of get over that one hump so then when you do get that, that sm those small wins add up, Nikki, I love what you were saying about the small wins. And I think they do, they make a difference. You know, we have, we have, okay. So how would you recommend to reach out to lead gen contacts that have not been reached to in a while? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I would, I think in, depends on the, the source, you know, where they buy, was it buyer leads, was it seller leads? And maybe like my first thing would be, yes, pie slices. And now I'm hungry because it's lunchtime here. So thank you for that. Now I have to go get out some pie. But I would, I would literally start with, you know, maybe some language around, you know, I know it's been a while since we've been in touch. Are you still looking to buy, sell, or or rent? If so, let me know. I'm working on you know updating my database because you want to you want to sort of get that buy-in, and you might get people who respond. You might get a lot of people, frankly, that they no they no longer use those email address, you know. But start that way, and I always start everything with even. There are times that it's been a while since I've reached out to people. And I always start with, I am, I'm updating, I'm updating my database and I want to make sure that I have the most current information for you. And I also want to make sure that you're still interested in hearing from me. And if so, let me know what. Yeah. And it's sometimes that honesty and directness works. And I think that 
as we've all navigated through this very difficult last couple of years, there's a lot more grace out there in the world. There For are sure. people who have gone through so much change and hardship. And, you know, just take it one step at a time. And I think it is a-okay to say, you know what, I, you know, I, 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 I dropped the ball. I haven't been in touch for a while, but I'm, you know, I'm working on organizing and re-updating things. And I want it, I wanted to touch base. They'll mm -hmm. tell you, they may, they may tell you they've already bought and sold with somebody else. I mean, who knows, but right. you don't know unless you start. Reach out. Yeah. And I would say to that, um, Kevin is the keyword here is have a call to action. Like ask them a question like, Hey, are is this, is this still like, are you still in the market for buying, selling, renting, whatever it is? Um, if so, I'd love to, like, when would be a great time to talk? Let, let's connect. To give them that, like, give them that door to walk through, to reach out to you, like, this is, you know, this is my number, please call me or whatever it is, or email me. Give them something to do in order for them to reply. Because if you're like, um, you know, you don't want to just say like, hey, how are you? Just, um, just following up. And they're going to be like, okay, well, I guess cool. Thanks. You know, you don't want to, you want, you don't want to be passive about it. You don't want to be too aggressive either, but saying, all, giving them some kind of option text. to do something. So whatever, whatever the case may be. And we all have yeah. different comfort levels, um, yeah. with, um, with technology for sure. Yeah. But like literally say, you know what, shoot me an email. would love to connect, shoot me a text, you know, let's hop on a call. You know, I'm happy to speak at your convenience, like give them something that they do and now that we can see where people are clicking yeah that's actually pretty pretty cool i have yeah. to say yeah because one of one of my favorite non-crm tools is my one of my favorites because i literally see what people are clicking on i yeah. can see that when i send a follow-up to like a listing appointment they're stuck on pricing or they're stuck on marketing and it's so incredibly useful. Yeah. And next week, actually, um, Sarah, who's moderating all of this conversation on the chat and everywhere, um, Sarah is going to be the guest with me here. Sarah's our, um, Sarah Webb's our marketing manager, and we're going to be going through all things um, related to the email, that new email um, contacts page and everything that, you know, all the reporting and everything else. So we're going to be we're going to be talking about all things email related next week. So I'm excited for that one. And for all yeah, of you. Sarah, Sarah's fabulous. I think Sarah, I think you actually are who helped me with that landing page. Yeah. Yeah. I called I, in, I'm like I called in the big dogs to help you. Yeah. I, I do you know, some... And you know, it's the, the support, you know, a company is really a reflection and she didn't, she didn't tell me to say this by the way. But a company is really a reflection of the people who own and run it and, and, and the staff. And there are tremendous people at Wise Agent. Call, ask for the help. They have the experience. Think about this. They get to see all sorts of scale. They see individual agents, they see teams, they see brokerages. You might end you might end up calling for help for one thing, and they may end up telling you, "Hey, maybe this is something you should be doing." Yeah. Like use use the support, call, email. They yeah. are really, really, truly helpful, and they are they are here. They are our partners. Think of think of you should really think of frankly 
any service provider that you work with, they are your partners. They are your partners in your business. The same, your CRM is the brain of your business, but really all of your vendor people, whatever the services you use, they are your partner. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, Nikki. And we're, we're a little over time. We should do, um, one day I'm going to do that. What Mara had suggested, like, uh, have a hoot with Eleni, like an after show. Like, so we can oh keep my God, talking that would about be this. Hilarious. <laughs> we can do, we can do that one. I have to plan it out though. It can't be done today. Cause I didn't, I haven't planned it out, but, um, we'll have to do that and do that with Mara. That would be fun. But anyways, I appreciate Nikki, everything that all the advice that you gave everyone, the encouragement, um, I encourage anyone that was on today that was listening, that was like, gosh, I'm in that same boat that, you know, Tiffany or Donna or Kevin or whoever was on, like, and you were too embarrassed to maybe chat about it, call our support, email us, let us know. We're here to help you. The Facebook group is great. You know, talk to each other. I mean, look, if you, I, okay. So, you know, my, my information is, is in the, is in the thing, Um, you know, this is, this is my, I just put in it in my, literally like my, my email is nicole.beauchamp at angolvolkers.com. You can shoot me an email. Like the, the value of leaning into your community and your partners and your vendors and talking to other agents who sometimes are like overwhelmed and everything else, like really, we can all be very, very helpful to each other. There is more than enough business for everyone to to take part in. Absolutely, 100%. We're gonna um, leave it on that note. Thank you so much, Nikki. Um, thanks so much, everyone that, that, tu- that tuned in. I'll see you guys um, in a couple of weeks and on the 16th here with Sarah. All right, guys, thank you.